You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. I'm so excited that you are here with us. This is week 16 of the podcast, and I'm just shouting out to everybody all over the world in the 24 countries who are who are listening to the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. But more importantly... I have a very, very special guest with me today. And as you guys know, I talk with phenomenal women all the time. But this woman right here is at the top of my list of phenomenal women. She is my inspiration, my motivation. She's my best friend, my favorite person, the woman I aspire to be like. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, Of course, I'm talking about none other than Dr. Marlene Flynn, who is also my mom. So let's give her a warm purpose chaser welcome. Mom, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) That sounds great. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me to be here tonight. Um, I should be in bed, but you've ordered me in studio to do this podcast. And really, I am delighted to be here. Yes. So as she said, I have ordered her to be on this episode because guess what? I know that it's the last month of the year, and I know that you guys are going to need some motivation, that extra boost, that extra inspiration to end your year strong. And what better way to do that than to talk to my mother? Trust me on this. She's going to get you all the way together, get you living your best life, get you excited, motivated, and full of faith for the rest of 2019 going into 2020. So I hope you're ready. Mom, are you ready? Well, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm a bit nervous, but I'm ready. She says she's a bit nervous, guys. My mom is a television host. Like, she sits on Bermuda's version of The Real, which is the tea talk show. She is one of the hosts. So don't don't mind her talking to you about she's shy. Maybe she's shy because there's no camera and this is just audio. But she is far from shy. You think I'm a bubbly personality? You have seen nothing yet. So, Mom, I just, before we get started, I just want you to tell them just a little bit about who you are. Well, um, I'm a child of the kingdom of God. Amen, everybody. Amen. I am, uh, like my daughter said, um, I am a talk show host here in Bermuda. I am also an entrepreneur. And um, Shantae's mom. Is that enough? (laughs) (laughs) I am also, um, I host concerts as well as weddings. And I'm also a corporate secretary um, where I manage uh, companies here in Bermuda. 
Um, I am also with the the Church of God, um, where I am on the office as uh, a deaconess. I also preach, and uh, Shanti and I have a ministry together called Sapphire Faith International Ministries, so I also do that. There is just so much that I do when I sit down to speak about what, I've, or what I'm doing. Oh, gosh, it sometimes makes me tired. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that quick little introduction about who you are and what you do. One thing that I have learned from my mother is one, how to be build a relationship with God because she is so big on relationship with God. Literally my whole life don't know any other way because I've always seen her have a relationship with God, pray, um, praise him. And when you see my mom praise God, she praises God, you guys. She gets down and dances before the Lord. So that's the type of relationship that I started to build with God at such a young age. But what I have my mom here to talk about today is faith. So before we get really into faith, I want you to tell us about a time where your faith was stretched and how God showed up for you. Wow. Well, um, I remember a time, Shante, when you were getting when you were um getting ready for university and we didn't have enough money. I remember we also got a scholarship, but even with getting the scholarship and using some of the funds that I had, um, well, all of the funds I had in the account, we were still not making the mark. And I remember you calling me and saying to me, mom, you know, I'm going to university. And I said, but honey, we don't have enough money. So you need a plan B. And I think you were scared to to come back and speak to me. You didn't want to kind of back talk me. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrote me an email and you said, dear mommy, um, I know what you're saying about us not having enough money, but I believe in Hebrews chapter 11, where it speaks about now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And you said to me, mommy, I'm going home to pack because if God is a God of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one, then he does not need a plan B. And that I tell to tell you blew me out of the water because here I was thinking that I'm this fate giant and thinking that, you know, telling my daughter Shantae that she needed a plan B and she's coming back at me and saying, well, mommy, you may need a plan B, but God doesn't need a plan B. And I remember, um, you know, the days going on and then the people the, the um, that had uh, provided the scholarship called us and said, you know, do you have all of the money that you needed? We're giving you $25,000 and you need um, X amount. And so if you don't have the rest of it, then it doesn't make sense that you take our $25,000. And at that time, the faith of God just raised up in me. And I said to them on the phone, just give me three days. Remember, in three days, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. <laughs> I just said, give me three days because I felt like somewhere along the line, some money was going to raise up for Shante to go to university. And during that time, within that three days, I came across 
across this lady that I just just waiting to put her in her place because she had made a certain statement um, a few days prior to one of my workers. And so I wanted to set her straight. And there I was going along the street and I saw this lady pulling over. I was like, yes, I'm in my moment. I'm going to have to tell, ask her who died and make her God for passing a remark that she had passed. And so as this lady pulled up. I just waited. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. And I felt like I was in the will of the Lord to just tell her, you know, where she's going wrong. (laughs) As she drove up and parked, I said, hello, are you so-and-so? She said, yes. And immediately I started to acknowledge the positive things that she was doing in the, in, in the community. I don't know where those pure words came from, but (laughs) I did not have any desire to put her in her place. All I started to do was to highlight the positive things. Yeah. And that's what we need to do sometimes. Not look at people for what they have done to us or what they have said to us. Not look at the negativity, but look at the positive things in their life. Look at what they're doing. So out of my spirit, because this could not have come out of my flesh, out of my spirit, Spirit, I started to highlight and promote and to big up, if you will, and to encourage her about what she was doing in the community. And then guess what? We got on the subject of faith. And so she began to tell me about what she was doing in the community and how it's important to teach a man how to fish, not just to give him a fish. And she was talking and we started talking about faith and she was really, really making sense, you know, in what she was saying. So I said to her, you know something, you sound just like my daughter. I told her to get a plan B by going to the the Bermuda College, the local uh, college here in Bermuda. And she told me, she is going to Eng- Bristol, England to do her law degree and that God didn't need a plan B. And she said to me, hmm, you better get on that faith wagon with your daughter because God does not need a plan B. And then what came out of her mouth would change my daughter's life, change my life and build a today faith story. She said, and I don't know how much you need, but come see me tomorrow for $5,000. Did you all hear me? $5,000. And I humbly thanked her and walked away. I was speechless. In any event, I got home and I shared a story with Shante and Shante was so overwhelmed. I'm like, you're not excited. Aren't you excited? We need $8,800. Now we have five. We only need, we only need 3,500. And she was just so overwhelmed, but I knew she was grateful. The next day I took her with me, um, to go and receive the money from this, this angel that God sent her away and to, for her to personally say thank you. And within the next two days, I had one of my aunts call me and say, girl, come and take this $3,000. And then another person call and says, baby girl, you know, I heard that your daughter is going away to, to university. Here's $500. And in those three days, the Lord showed up and showed out. He gave us the balance of the funds that we're looking for, that we were looking for, $8,500. All right. So you heard that. 
And you've heard that story when we were talking about do the work. So that was my faith plus my mom's work and God did a miracle. But another thing I want to highlight is my mom said that she thought she was a faith giant. And I don't know what type of prayer she said over me while I was in the womb or while I was a baby. But if she's a faith giant, I don't even know what to call myself. But the faith that my that my mom has exhibited throughout my my life allows me to walk around and boldly proclaim that I'm going to be a multi-billion dollar business o- owner and feel no way about it because I know that what God, God said what he said and he is always going to show up if it's in line with his word. So my mom is also a minister and she has been for the last 16 years. No, well... Uh, well, over the past 16 weeks, but I've only done this about 10 weeks. So about 10 weeks, she has been teaching the church, the Sunday school about faith, having hot faith. And every time she gets her message together, I get so excited because faith is literally my favorite topic. So to hear the different ways faith works and how we can utilize it in our lives to make a to see a difference and watch God show up is amazing to me. So I brought her on the podcast today to school you a little bit about faith because I don't want you to go into 2020 with dead faith that you had in 2019. I need that faith to be turned around, upside down, woken up and being alive and become alive for what God has called you to. I need you to stop thinking small, stop setting small goals and have faith that God will show up. So mom, I want you to tell us about your first lesson on hot faith. Okay, well, the first um, lesson that I taught on faith um, for each of the 10 weeks I did um I did different subtitles of faith. And so my first one was on hot faith. And when I say hot, you know, when you think of hot, you think of crazy. You think of, you know, like you're going, you're going out of your mind, that kind of hot. Because in Revelation, the Bible to- tells us that, um, you know, God wished that we were either hot or cold. That's Revelation 3.16. He says, because if we are lukewarm, which means that we're neither hot nor cold, he will spew us out of his mouth. You know, he's going to get nauseated. And so I encourage the congregation um, of Sunday school people pupils to go ahead and have hot faith. Yes. So I want you to go ahead and have hot faith. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about the hot faith, you know, basically we need to live our lives as Christians hot. Okay. Everybody else is around us is blowing up everything that they do, everything that they say, they're broadcasting it, they're changing their brand, etc. And then we act like we serve a God that is still dead. You know, but no, our God is alive. He is alive and he's wanting to do for us the exceeding and abundantly above all that we can even 
ask, think, or imagine. And I used to say this to my son, and not only just to my daughter, but to my son as well. We have to take the limits of God. Have faith in God. What does it cost you to have faith in God? You are sometimes having faith in your husband, in your children. They go wayward. Your children, your, your husband disappoint you. You're having faith in your job. They make you redundant. You're having faith in the church. They, they, they're, they're treating you all sort of way. Have faith in God. And everything about your life must be hot. So if you're hot for Jesus Christ, then you will have hot faith. And when you put hot faith on it, no matter how cold that situation is, no matter how dead that situation is, your hot faith will bring about life in every dead, dead situation. Because God has called us to beyond, to more than this. There must be more to this Christian life than this. Or else we might as well pack up and go home. But we must recognize who we serve. We must recognize the authority in which we speak. That we can command those things that are not as if they were. And believe that it will happen. First, we got to see it. Then we got to say it. We have to realize that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. We have to realize that we have to speak some of these things. Not even some of these things. We got to speak things in existence. We have to command the atmosphere around us. We have to command dead things to live. And those things that need to die, we need to declare that they are dead. And so we can't go around in Christianity acting as if we're, we're so feeble and some of us are trying to be humble no you are kings and queens show me a humble king and queen you have to be bold about who you serve you got to be bold about who you are and whose you are and so when you start walking in the authority that God has called you to walk in you will see doors open you will see windows open people will move over for you amen people will move over you will get the favor of God because he said oh Marlene is hot tonight she's having a hot faith and she's declaring and decreeing that I'm gonna do this thing I can't afford to let her down because there's no way that Jesus is going to put his name on the line because we are not going to have to take him to court because what he said he'll do, he will do it. We don't have to take him to court because he's going to show up and show it on our behalf. So that's what we talk about hot faith. And then another time I spoke to, to the Sunday school class, I spoke on faith gone through the roof. And I took that story about the men. Um, I think it's in Mark. I, I, I can't remember now. I'm just so excited. But it talks about, it will come back to me. I talk about the men who, the four men who took their friend through the roof, kind of holding the roof because there was such a great crowd. They couldn't get their lame friend to Jesus. Sometimes when you don't have the faith, you got to look for some friends. You got to look for some friends whose faith is greater than yours so that they could take you through the roof and let you down. And I think that's found in Luke 5, about the 17th verse or so. And so the Bible tells us about the crowd being there and his friends put him on a mat, some say on a bed, and they go. They don't even, I don't even think they knew who owned that house. They went around the corner and they cut the hole and they let 
their friend through. And guess what? They let him down in the front of Jesus. Don't worry because you're in the back, you know. God is working on something. He's working on the heart of somebody who is going to cut a hole in the roof and place you right in front of Jesus. So don't worry about the lame situations in your life. You speak to them with your faith going through the roof situation. Speak to your situation with your faith going through the roof. Let your neighbor say you're crazy. Let your family say you're crazy. Let your friends say you're crazy. But you go ahead because what I said, you have nothing to lose. So stop putting God in a box. Then another one we spoke about was... Um, what was another well, one? Before you get on to the other one, I just want to highlight that faith finds friends. That's right. And she you are, go, girl. there we go. She articulated that beautifully because sometimes we need to tell somebody who could catch the vision. I'm not saying tell everybody your vision because not everybody deserves to hear what God has put in front of you. And some people are vision killers. So you have to look out for the vision killers. Right. So ask God for the spirit of discernment, but find you a group of people of one or two who can agree with you in faith, God says when two or more touch and agree, if it's in line with his word, it shall be so. So when my mom was saying we don't have to take God to court, it's because God honors his contract. So if his contract states that when two or when two one two or more touch and agree, it shall be so if it's in line with his word, then guess what? That's a contract. That's a covenant that he has created with us. So make sure that you find the right friends to share your faith, ones that will pull greater faith out of you than you even thought was possible. Because, the, the, the and that's wonderful, Shante, because the blind man, the, um, you know, he had to have some faith to be going on a bed, going on a mat to go down a roof so he had a little bit of faith i would believe but the fate of his four friends coming together with his fate maximize the fate that he needed to be healed and then we spoke about blind bartimaeus well but a blind <laughs> brother <laughs> brother bartimaeus he was standing and i cannot pronounce his name for anything let's call him barty but, we can yeah, call him barty barty blind barty he was standing on the corner. He heard this crowd of people. And you know when you hear a crowd, you want to know what's going on. I could imagine that he was there thinking there's a lot of people here today. Maybe I'm going to get more than what I normally collect. You know, he's probably standing there and say, arms for the blind, arms for the blind. Oh, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. I hear a lot of footsteps. Perhaps I'm going to collect a lot of money today. But you know what? After a while, he asked, what's going on? And somebody told him that Jesus Christ of Nazareth was passing by. And so, Brother Barty, Barty. he shouted out. I think all of a sudden he said, you know what? If Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, and I've been standing in this situation on this corner at morning, noon, and night begging. There must be something more to life than this. And if Jesus is passing by, now is the time for me to reach out to him. And in my spirit, in my mind, my, my spirit eyes, I can hear, and, and, and according to the word, blind Barney was saying, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. No, sorry, Jesus, thou son of David. Have mercy upon me. 
and all the church people, all the people in the community, everybody's saying, shush, shush. But let me tell you something, people. Don't you let people try to shush you up when you need a word from the Lord, when you need a hand from the Lord. You shout and you shout the more because those same people that are trying to shush you up, when Jesus said to him, bring him to me, they all became your friend. Come on, come on, come on, Barty. They didn't even call him blind man no more. Come on, Barty, come on, Barty. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. You're my friend. Come on, my friend. Wagwan, big man. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. <laughs> song back then, they didn't want me. Now he was hot and they were all on him. Yeah. So now that Jesus has, 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 has identified him and tell him to come, everybody's all excited. And so that's it. People will try to shut you up. Right, they will try to shut you up, but you do not let anybody stop your praise. You go along and you call Jesus. The word of God said he called Jesus the louder. He called him louder. Amen. Because he was tired of his situation. Are you tired of your situation? Are you sick and tired of your blindness? Are you sick and tired of being in the same place every day? Nine to five, nine to five, nine to five. Are you tired of begging? When David said in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why is there so many wants? Why is there so many lacks? Lack um, in Christendom? Because we're not opening our mouth and declaring what the word says. That the now faith, we're not using the now faith. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's what the word of God. What do you have to lose? Stop putting God in a box. Woo! <laughs> All right, you heard that. Stop putting God in a box. It's time for you to start seeing it, saying it, and receiving it, declaring it, putting in the work, and watching God do it. Stop setting small goals. Stop saying that God can do it for Shantae and Marlene, but he can't do it for you. If he can do it for me, that means he can do it twice over for you. God is no respecter of persons. He loves us all. We are all his children. So those things that you may have been thinking about, but not sure if you want to talk about or afraid that, you know, you don't want to share it. You don't even want to share it, that thing out loud. Stop. Even if you have to pause this right now, declare the thing you want and ask God for guidance on how to make it happen. Because sometimes all you need to do is step out on faith. All you need to do is take the first step and God will provide. I have said this I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I've definitely said this on my social media. When I was building my business, I realized that I had invested $31,000 or $32,000 just in building my, my life coaching and business coaching business. That's it. And building up myself as a coach and as a person. But guess what? Every time I went to buy something, I didn't have the money to invest in myself. But I said, God, I know I need this. I know this will help me with towards the vision that you have given me. So I'm going to put down the first down payment, God, and I need you to show up with the rest of the money. So I'm just going to step out on faith and wait for you to show up. And he did it every single time. Things that I thought I couldn't afford, 
I afforded because I stood out on faith and God showed up with either a new client or sent some finances this way to cover the $31 or $32,000 I spent on growing myself and my business this year. And then you know what, Shante? There are some of us who do not want to invest in ourselves. We invest in a new weave. We invest in another pair of shoes. We invest and we never have the money. Every time we... I remember I was giving away... um, a, I was invited. I was having a, a, a seminar. It was called "God Is My Source." A Entre- conference. A conference. Um, entrepreneurship God's way. And I wanted to bless one of the sisters in the church, you know. And so I said, "Are you coming to the conference?" And she said, "No." I. She said she didn't know I was gonna bless her, you know, for her to come free. She said I can't afford it, and I know everything there is to know about entrepreneurship already. I was like, oh my gosh, I almost threw my pearls before swine because she's saying she knew everything that she needs to know, yet still she couldn't afford $50 to come to a conference. Now, what kind of ignorance is that? No, and you guys knew, and if you don't follow me on Instagram, why not? Follow me at Shantae Sapphire, but I posted on Instagram earlier this week or late last week that the difference between the successful and the average is that successful people never stop learning whilst average people think they know it all already. Don't be average. And that is so important. When I talk about having faith and especially investing in yourself, it is so important. Too many times over and over again, I hear the excuse that I can't afford this, I can't afford that. But the word of God says that the people will perish for lack of knowledge. However, we don't invest in ourselves to gain the knowledge so we don't perish. There are ways for you to get a breakthrough in every area of your life, but sometimes it it, it is up to you to step out on faith and make the first investment in yourself. Sometimes the breakthrough you need is in a book that you refuse to buy because you think, or a course that you won't buy, or a coaching session that you won't buy because you think you can't afford it. Instead of asking God if this is his will, because guess what I learned over the weekend? If it's God's will, he will surely foot the bill. So he will show up for you say like that, he did. Say that for again. If, if it's God's will, he will surely foot the bill. That's right, because he makes provision for the vision that he's given you. That ain't your vision. You ain't bright enough to think of that great idea. No, you ain't um, bright enough to think of that next level, but it's him that has put that vision in you. He's made provision, and all he asks you to do is step out of the boat. Be like Peter. Make sure that you have risky faith. What do you have to lose? Even when Peter was going on, the Jesus was there to bear him up. Yes, he started to sink when he looked around uh, around his circumstances. Take your eyes off your circumstances. Put your eyes on Jesus. Put your eyes on the pr- uh, on the prize. Don't be with the chicken mentality. Have eagles mentality. So what if they think you're crazy? Like Pastor Mike says, it is crazy until it happens. Take your risk. And God, Jesus is a person that you can take your risk with. He makes provision 
for the vision. So whatever you're dreaming of, whatever it's in your soul that has been in there setting you afire since whatever age, whenever you got the vision, don't think it's too big. Don't think it's impossible. Don't think you can't afford it. Because like my mother said, and like the Bible said, God always provides a provision for the vision. And he honors his promises. He does. So part of my vision was to go to law school. And my mom told you the testimony at the beginning. Guess what? He provided the provision for that vision. Another one of my dreams was to give a scholarship. This year, we gave away two scholarships. Guess what? He provided provision for the vision. And next year, the vision for me is to give away seven scholarships. And guess what he will do? Provide provision for the vision. So don't limit God, right? Step out on faith. Invest in yourself. Take the risk. See it, say it, declare it, and watch what he will do. And what can I say to that? That has been our life. And get a partner in faith, not a partner in crime, partner in faith, not a partner in gossip, partner in faith, not a partner to go shopping with, partner in faith. Because when my faith starts to weigh off course, Shante is able to say to me, mommy, that's not faith. That's not faith. And quickly I get back on track. So you find a partner that will keep you accountable to faith because the anointing of God that is in your life is so that you can make a difference. How could you make a difference if you're doing the same thing every day for the last 10 years? Come on now. Come on. Let's move ourselves out of the box and take God with us. Because some of us have put him in a box. Come out of the box. Take your God with you and declare and decree. Do the work. Have faith and invest in yourself and watch your life take off in 2020. 2020 is about, for, I, I've been saying to Shante, to me, that's going to be my jubilee year. You know, greater than this year. Because 10, um, is, is double. And I keep telling her 10 and 10 is 20. And next year is 2020. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm about to go into the double, the double, the double, the double. <laughs> yes. The double, double blessings. Double. Yes. Yes. So, you know, you were created for more. So right now, today is the time that you stop settling. You stop settling with life as you know it. You stop settling with doing the same things over and over. I mean, come on, that's insane. And you know better. You know you were purpose for more. So today I want you to put down those old things that did not help you, that weren't serving you, that weren't pushing you towards purpose and pick up some hot faith. Pick up some investing in yourself. Pick up some declaration. Do the work. Again, I can't say this uh, uh, more. Do the work. Apply all of these things together and watch the change in your life actually happen. Instead of talking about it, you're going to walk it out and be a walking testimony for somebody else. We need to pick up the mentality. Borrow it from Nike. Just do it. If you step out of the boat, you will walk on the water. You cannot stay in the boat and walk on the water. You need to step out. I remember, and I, I didn't want to go back, but I remember I waited nine years to have Shantae because guess what I kept saying to my husband? We couldn't afford it. But look what happened. She came nine years later. She went to school. 
Uh, she went to a private school. We paid the $18,000 a year. She went off to university. We paid whatever $100,000 that was. And she is here today doing this podcast. What if I didn't get pregnant and was still waiting till I can afford it? Maybe she wouldn't have been born. Come on, you can afford it. Your father tell you that he has cattle on a hill. All right? Houses Thousand. He said he will give you houses you didn't build. Mm-hmm. When are you going to demand demand yourself, your flesh, to take a backseat and let the Spirit of God rise up in you and walk by faith and not by sight? I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. And I thank God for showing up and acting on their faith to have me because I was not cheap. <laughs> I know that they had a little girl, a girly girl, who was in everything. And by in everything, I mean I did 14 extracurriculars and volunteered all over the place. So I was very a very expensive child. But she is right. What happened if she decided that she was going to wait till she could afford me? I don't think she could afford me the whole time. But <laughs> God said, you know, that is my anointed child. So I'll foot her bill. She's part of she's part of my plan. So I'll pay the bill. And she needed to come forth in the earth so that she could make change and affect lives. I'm so glad that you came into this earth (laughs) when you did. I'm so glad that I didn't wait to plan you out, but you were God's plan and you came on time. And I'm so proud of what you're doing and I'm so grateful. You're my righteous seed. And I thank God because he said in his word that he will never see... um, the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. And I thank God that even when we lo- we thought we weren't going to make it as far as your school fees are concerned, then as far as your university fees are concerned, that he foot the bill. He made provision for the vision because before I gave birth to you, I knew with schools I wanted you to attend. And at four, you knew you wanted to be a, a judge and you knew you had to go by way of being a lawyer. And I'm just so glad that he just worked it all out with our faith and with us putting our money where our mouth is with our faith and we moving on what he said to do. And now today I am overjoyed and I'm blessed that you are the woman that you've become uh, God-fearing and wanting to help people to move out of their comfort zone and being all that God would have them to be and living their best life. I'm grateful. Thank God bless you, you. I love you. I love you. I love you. She came in here to get me in my feelings. <laughs> okay. So um, we just wanted to share that time of inspiration and motivation. And I want you guys to really think about this question as we are wrapping up. I want you to think about how your life will be different in 2020 if you just decided to just do it. If you just decided to walk out in hot faith, if you decided to declare things, if you decided to be bold about what God has called you to do, if you decided to take the risk, if you decided today that you were going to invest in yourself, if you decided today that you will no longer accept mundane things, that you would no longer accept poverty, that you would no longer accept lack, how would your life be different if you 
changed the way you move and decided that you would not accept a plan B for your your life, but you would in fact walk towards God's plan A for your life. The plan to prosper you and not harm you. The plan to give you houses that you didn't build. The plan to make your seed in this earth be multiplied and that it will never be beg bread. What would happen if you would just today make that change? Our God is not a God of lack. There is no lack in the kingdom. Amen. So as Shantae said, it's time. It's time to change things. It's time for you to see your 2020 different than your 2019. It's time for you to step out of your way, the way, and let God do the exceeding and abundant above all that you could ask, think, or imagine. It's time that you make the first move. All right. And with that, we're just going to close as we usually do in prayer. Mom, take the honors. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come thanking you. We give you honor and glory. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you, my God, that it's he, you, you, you that make us. You that made us and not we ourselves. Father, we thank you that you came so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you, my God, that you've given us the righteousness of Jesus Christ for to be able to transform us, my God. Father God, I pray that you will renew our minds, my God. Cause us to come out of poverty mindset, my God, and walk towards the light because towards the light is Jesus Christ. And you came, my God, to do the exceeding and abundantly above all that we could even ask, think, or imagine. Father God, we thank you for this time that we've shared with our audience, with, 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 with the audience, my God. I pray, God, that you'll stir up every dead thing in them and cause them to live again. Make, we declare that their 2020 will be greater than their 2019. Their future will be greater than their past. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you have your own way. Speak to their hearts because they need a word from you for this new season in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and, of course, leave a review. If you want to follow us on social media, follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Also, follow our host at her personal account at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you on the gram. Speak soon.